Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld, Robert Stengler, Nick Budick on the mic with me. Nick, you're looking as beautiful as ever. Robert, you're looking great as well. It's great to have you guys on. Wow. I start, we're starting it off with a compliment today because everyone could use some positivity. Robert, man, the Rays uniform is uh, well, not the Rays uniform, but you got the Rays fit going. How's it going? It's going. The Rays are doing uh, pretty well right now. They came off a good series against the A's, so they're riding high. That is good. The division champs. That's what I'm calling them at this point. Wow. All right. That's a little early. And uh, Nick, you've got the loon shirt on representing soccer. I am. Even though soccer season hasn't started yet, right? The MLS hasn't. Oh, no. MLS is full It's been going though, right? on, yeah. Loons haven't been doing too hot. No, I'm wearing this because I found it because we're, uh, we're packing up and getting ready to move. Again? So I, uh, yep, again. Jeez. Where are you moving this time? Uh, we're staying in Fargo, just moving a little bit north. Getting out of this. I feel like you moved like just a few months ago. About uh, about 12. About oh. 12 months ago. I feel like it's been a long time. Or a, a short time, been. but oh well. I guess time flies on this podcast because we've been doing it yeah. for like two and a half years now. Apparently. Pretty wild. Um, today we're going to be talking about a topic that's huge across baseball, and that is the state of offense in the game. A lot of the blame is being placed on pitchers being too dominant. We'll have some other perspectives on our panel as well, but it's a big issue. Offense is at one of its lowest points ever. I'll get into the numbers after we do some of the you know the the housekeeping stuff but it's a it's a big issue and with pace of play being on the table with rob manfred's office and uh you know the rest of baseball uh, they might use this as kind of the charge to make some changes um but yeah so let's get into that after i remind you that we are in all the audio platforms it's apple Podcasts, Stitcher, google play music wherever you get your audio you can find us make sure to subscribe to follow along for the whole season we're on social media at Stitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and our email is thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. All right, here are the numbers that I promised you. These are as of Monday morning, but uh, pitchers have been absolutely dominant. Right now, there's 45 pitchers who have thrown at least 30 innings with an ERA below 3.5, and there's 30 that have an ERA below 3. At the same point in 2019, there were 39 pitchers with an ERA below 3.5 and 20 below 3. So you're talking about a 10-pitcher jump with that 3 ERA or lower. Um, and only 90 pitchers this season have even thrown 30 innings compared to 119 in 2019. So there's a huge jump there in terms of pitchers doing well. Um, so it, it's a big deal. And you talk about runs per game. Uh, they're at 4.36 this year compared to 4.65 in 2020 and 4.83 in 2019. We league-wide batting average is to a, le- a record low 234, but there's also a record high strikeout rate 24.1%. So a quarter of the at bats in baseball are strikeouts, which is unbelievable, and that's continuing just a trend that's been going no- more than 15 years. And then the batting average on balls in play is also down to a 30-year 30 30 low, which is 0.28. So, I don't know. There's a lot of theories being thrown around. One, the pitchers are becoming so good that hitters just you are struggling. And it's been just a trend for the last 10 years of pitchers throwing harder, having better stuff, having more analytics to learn how to throw better stuff. 
and hitters have been lagging behind. They don't really have the same ability because hitters don't put the ball in play. It's all on the pitcher. The other the other aspect of it is the ball has been deadened this year. So has that been a big effect on you know home runs and how hard the balls are hit and how far they go? But there's also the uh, the other side with hitters just not like I said not catching up. There's a lot of strikeouts. There's the three true outcomes: strikeouts, walks, and home runs. And that's part of it too. Kids these days are growing up wanting to hit home runs, and I think we're starting to see that happening. And that's like I said, been a 15-year trend. I want to kick off this discussion because this is going to be kind of a long discussion. It's a big issue right now with just your thoughts. Robert, what do you think about this overall decline in offense? Personally, you know what? We're all baseball fans. I don't mind seeing great pitching. It's been fun to watch. But for the overall state of the game, I think it hurts. But what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, offensively, there's still home runs being hit. Yes, pitchers are dominating baseball right now, but the runs scored are via the home run. It's been a trend for the last, what, five, six, even more years. It's just been going up and like you said strikeouts have been going up as far as hitters are striking out it's not great but it's also what baseball is founded on I mean pitching is baseball whether you like it or not this is why I tell people if you're going to go watch a good game or go to a good game look at the pitching matchup that's how it's dictated uh throughout baseball now so yeah home runs are the biggest thing but I guess doubles have jumped over home runs now in baseball which is very interesting to me I've been talking about how I like doubles a lot for years. So that what that really is saying to me is whether it's the ball, the weather, because we've had some colder weather, obviously, in a lot of other parts of the country, meaning the ball is just dying right at the wall or it's just not caring enough where it's hitting the top of the wall and then falling down due to, say, like I said before, the weather or the new baseball. That's leading to doubles and not home runs. So that's an interesting trend going on in baseball as well right now. But as far as where the game is at, obviously you'd like to see guys put the ball in play more, but you know you have the shift. Hitting philosophies have gotten to the point where it's all about home runs, and it's not so much about getting a guy in scoring position and driving him in regardless of what inning it is. It doesn't matter what inning it is. It's all about home runs. That's definitely been the construction for a lot of teams. Nick, let's get your thoughts before we get into this discussion. What do you think about this trend that's really just taken a huge, you know, it's been really, really strong early this year? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I think from a twin standpoint, I think we were all worried about how bad the Twins offense was. And then the more you looked at it, how how average they were and how it's kind of league-wide, like you said. Um, and I think I agree a lot with Paul saying a lot of it's the the, the three true outcome and how, how predominant that's becoming. The launch angle has been the been the big known thing for the past couple of years and um but also i it's just clearly that pitching is just getting so much better i mean spin rate's been such a huge thing we talk about driveline baseball uh helping so many pitchers you see so many pitchers going there and coming back and just just their strikeout numbers going through the roof and so much and more so many more analytics going into like oh use your slider more and then the curveball the slider gets more strikeouts it's harder to hit and yada 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 um but yeah, I mean, since there there's an interesting stat since I think 2008, every year the strikeouts have gone up. Um, except I think 20, 2020 was kind of took a step back, but every year they've set a new strikeout per nine record, and right now we're at a we're at the record high of a strikeout per inning. So, I mean, for like you said, for for the average fan, home runs were nice to see, runs were nice to see. Even for fans don't that don't watch, love seeing the highlights of home runs, um, in the big big games. But uh, it's 
it's not not something that's putting me off. I love love seeing these pitching duels. I love seeing Jacob Degrom, um, obviously on the IL now, but Corbin Burns, seeing him come out and over, and it's just like seeing these guys just dominate after what we've seen the past two years. Is, it's just fun to see for me. But yeah, it's uh, it is a little bit of a concern for for just baseball how far it's dropped off. I want to dismantle the the pitcher thing for a second because. I think in the past week, you all have shared like four or five videos of high school or very young college pitchers throwing like 100 plus, which is just crazy to me. That would never be a thing 10 years ago because 10 years ago, you only had one or two guys in the major leagues even throwing 100. And now you see it happen every night. Do you think that is a big, one of the biggest contributors to the offensive um, decline? Do you think it's the velocity? Do you think it's pitchers in general? I do. I think it, but I think it's baseball is a game of adjustments, and we always have always known that it's hitters have to adjust to pitchers most of the time. And and I think the big notice was was Francisco Lindor when he went over to the East, the NL East, uh, which is there's some amazing pitchers out in the NL East and a lot of hard throwers out there. And scouts were worried about how he was going to do out there, just because of the velocity he was going to face. Um, I think just the philosophy of high fastball and I think the velocity and the the idea of like the launch angle, like you can't hit a high fastball with your, with your uppercutting, no matter how we've seen garlic, Kyle garlic for the twins. He's has these weird uppercut swings at high fastballs and they just look so, so forced. But, uh, I do think velocity has a big thing, but, uh, like all hitters say, if you're going to, if you're going to throw a 99 to a hundred down the middle, I'm still going to hit it. I'm a major league hitter. So I think a lot of it is adjustment, but I think pitching just is a little bit ahead of hitting right now. Yeah, and that, I mean that begs the question: Does think do things need to change, or do hitters just need to get better? I don't know what the answer is because they are experimenting with moving the mound back, which would obviously mm-hmm. it's a direct r- relation to harder throwers because you move the mound back even just uh, you know a foot or less than a foot, the velocity is just a little it gets a little bit slower as it gets to the home plate. But that also means we're going to see breaking balls that move more because there's more time for it to move. And so I don't know what the answer is. I'm inclined to say don't change the game, let the hitters catch up, but that's coming from someone who's a diehard fan. The casual fan doesn't want to watch strikeouts and walks all the time and then occasionally see a home run. So, Robert, what do you think about the pitcher side of things really affecting the offense this year? Well, I mean, like, I've, I love pitching. Pitching is the number one thing in baseball. When you come to the postseason, you see pitching. You don't see good hitting. That just doesn't happen. I mean, the best pitchers of that season are in the postseason for a reason, and that's what baseball has been founded on for many, many, many years. And so it's not really that crazy to think that a lot of these young guys are throwing 100-plus and doing things differently than they did 10 years ago. And you're not even talking about just velocity. You're talking about movement. I mean, Nick said it really well by saying spin rate. I mean, we're looking at different ways of how to analyze pitchers and so many things are going differently now and how they go about uh, workout regimens, so many different things that we just didn't have that kind of data 10 years ago. So that's something that's really taken a big step forward and why pitchers are so far ahead of hitters. Hitters really aren't adjusting whether we see the shift or not. They're not adjusting. They don't want to hit um, you know, past the shift. They, they're fine hitting it right into the shift as long as it considers them a home run. And what I mean by that is they're going to hit it pull side, whereas a lot of shifts are pull. They're going to hit a home run pull side regardless. They don't care if you're going to shift on them. That's just the philosophy of so many hitters still in baseball. And I know Rob Manfred talked about how he wants to ban the shift, but that might not change anything because guys still 
regardless, baseball is founded right now on pitching, but also the via offense is home runs. So whether you like it or not, philosophy is still going to be we're going to hit home runs, whether there's a shift or not. I think like you come up all the, like I mentioned it earlier, kids come up wanting to hit home runs. And when you have pitchers that are so advanced as they are now, it's just a terrible combination. I don't know if there's any one answer to why this is happening. It's just this overall trend of hitters selling out for power compared to pitchers who are just becoming so good. And Nick said that high fastball has just destroyed power hitters. You can't, no one can hit a high fastball and power hitters are terrible at laying off those pitches because they look so good. Mm-hmm. You look at any power hitter, even, you know, Robert talks about Stanton a lot. He can't hit a high fastball. It's tough. Not a lot of guys can. No. And so that, it's just this combination that is leading to this offensive drop. I think that's what's going on. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm inclined to think hitters just need to catch up or at least it needs to change at the lower levels of the game. I, I am enjoying seeing players like Byron Buxton, Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, guys who um, don't walk a lot, make good contact, your men Mercedes. Um, they're kind of breaking out a little bit, and they're getting a lot of attention right now. And it's funny because you see people saying Buxton doesn't walk at all, but Buxton is also what was one of the best players, was the best player in April in probably the major leagues. So... I mean, does it matter if he walks? I don't think so. When you're hitting 400, it doesn't matter. And uh, I think there needs to be a shift there. There needs to be a shift to for hitters to focus on making contact rather than, you know, hitting home runs or even I, I might go this far and say taking walks because um, the more patient you are at the plate, the more times you're going to strike out. And there's a lot yeah. of hitters that are good examples of that, and that's Joey Gallo. He's very patient. He gets he's got like a four hundred on base right now, but he does strike out a lot. And he's valuable in some ways, but you can't have everyone with that mindset. No, Gallo yeah. is what he is. You need the more you need more of the Buxtons and the Mercedes. So I think there needs to be a fundamental change in how hitters approach the game. And I don't know how long that's gonna take, but it needs to start. Or else we're gonna continue to see this. I don't think this is gonna go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh going off that, I think it's it's so interesting because you we we can call a lot of people patient or or having a good eye, um, but most of these guys are they're just looking for one pitch until it's until it's too late. I mean, look, I mean, we look at Miguel Sano and we say he has a good eye, but most of the time he's just looking for one pitch that that at that at bat and he's not swinging until he gets it. Um, and obviously he has a tough time adjusting. And other, for the Twins. Uh, Nelson Cruz is, is one who notoriously, I mean, he's great at adjusting if he's not getting his pitch, but he goes up to that bat and he's looking for one pitch that entire at bat until he gets it. Um, and it just doesn't work for a lot of guys. A lot of guys don't have that bat to ball skills to foul off pitches that they're not liking until they get theirs. Um, obviously we can talk about contact guys all the time, but like you said, the, the mental game of shifting from scoring runs right away against rally innings or, or, or getting runs together, or getting hits together, it's it's such a different time of, of or era of the game. It's that it's almost hurting offense more than just almost team style offense. Yeah, totally. I am um, Robert. You had mentioned before the show about some things about lineup construction as well. Can you dive into that a little bit? Do you think that's contributing a little bit to what we're seeing? Uh, like I said, there's so many different factors that go into this. We've only kind of we can only really scratch the surface, but what do you think about maybe the lineups out there 
contributing to some slow offense? Well, here's one thing. The Rays led the major leagues last year in strikeouts. They lead the major leagues in strikeouts now. A lot of people are concerned that they lead the league in major league in strikeouts, but it's like, who cares? They did it last year. They're in the World Series, right? But talk about lineup construction, right? The guy who should lead off most of the time in baseball, which is why Kyle Schwarber for the Cubs, when he was there, he was lead off because he got on base, right? Randy Rosarena is second on the team in on-base percentage. He's one of their best players all around hitting-wise. He should not be hitting leadoff. The one who should be hitting leadoff for the Rays is Yandy Diaz. Why? Because Yandy Diaz doesn't have any home runs. He's not going to be a guy that's going to likely slug the ball super hard. He's a guy that's going to get on base. And if he gets on base, then you get to your contributors, which is your Randy Rosarena and your Austin Meadows. What the Rays are doing right now, and what I think a lot of teams in baseball are doing right now, because if you look at lineup structure, you can look at what the Atlanta Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. hits leadoff. And I know Nick will talk about having more at-bats and that being a big thing, but I also think it's to rattle the pitcher in the first inning. We talk about pitching mm-hmm. being the biggest thing right now in baseball, and when you rattle the pitcher, the starting pitcher in that first inning, and get him going and you can score early, that gives you an opportunity to likely win most games in baseball. But because we have such dominant bullpens, it's going to keep the opposing team into the game regardless if the starting pitcher kind of gets rocked in that first inning. So it goes both ways, right? That's why I think lineup structure is kind of lost right now in baseball, where they're, they're looking too much analytically and looking at the numbers, and that's why they're lining up the way they want it to. But sometimes it's not as crazy as it sounds. And I really think right now in baseball, we are overvaluing the stat slugging versus on-base percentage. And I know a lot of people used to like on-base percentage. It seems like slugging is now more important. And why is that the case? Because it's home runs. Home runs have a big factor in the slugging versus, say, just hitting a double, right? And the other thing with that being said is when you slug, you're more likely to not only just get home runs, but they're ending up being solo home runs. Nobody's getting on base usually when these home runs are happening. So if you're not getting guys on base, you're just hitting one run. You're hitting two runs, whatever, in home runs. You're not hitting the 3-4 that could possibly happen if more guys get on base. I think it's definitely a trend right now in baseball where guys just really aren't getting on base as much. You used to talk about how 340 was solid for a baseball player at the end of the year on base percentage. Right now, I would say 320 is solid. If you want to look at league average and you want to put it all together, usually a player, say like Javi Baez, who bats 255, is more known for his slugging, gets on base at about a 315, 318 clip at the end of the season, is not a good on base percentage. But right now, he would be considered a good on base percentage. That's what's wrong with baseball right now for me, is guys just aren't getting on base enough for those home runs to really have a lot of value. You know, what's crazy is we just talked about the three true outcomes and walks are one of them. But, I mean, you're right. The the league average on-base percentage right now is 311. And I kind of want to look up and see, like, what that compares to other years. Um, oh, it's it's not good. That's, I'm, it's, it's terrible. 322 I mean, last year. Mm-hmm. 2019 really is 323. Yep. So you're talking about the last two years. That's a 10-point drop. And that's pretty considerable, considerable when you're talking about a league average. Um, and yeah, like I said, we were talking about on base percentage being just a big problem. People looking for walks, but um, looks like this year just like nothing is going right for offenses. So you look at this through a scope of like the the Twins too. The Twins have been really underperforming as an offense. And I think that has something to do with the lineup construction too, Robert. Oh, they don't have a lot of guys that get on base right. too. Like Kepler used to be kind of guy that got on base. He's been absolutely awful this year. He looks like a platoon hitter. Luis Arias has been their consistent on base guy, and he's let off, but he's hurt right now. 
And then you talk about Byron Buxton and Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson. Those guys can hit, but you need them in the middle of the order. So what do you do with that leadoff spot? I don't know. And there's a lot of teams that don't have that piece and are kind of searching for it. Then you have the teams like the Rays that just seem to only go with the numbers, and yeah. uh, even though they might have some of those guys. So I don't know what the uh, how they need to construct lineups, but that's interesting to me that the on-base percentage is down this year. Well, I, I would never would have guessed it. And I want to give you, like Shohei Otani, for example. He's supposed to be having a great season, according to so many people. His on-base percentage right now is 326. That's not even close to the 340 that would people would say is a solid on-base percentage when the season's all said and done. 326 is not great. What makes Otani great is his slugging percentage. He's hitting home runs. That's exactly what makes a good player a great player now in baseball. No one cares about your on-base percentage right now in 2021. They care more about your slugging percentage. You look at Fernando Tatis Jr. He has a 315 on-base percentage, but his slugging is way up there. It's like in the 550s plus. That's the reason why those players are so talked about, and nobody's talking about these guys are having solid on-base percentage seasons, like Randy Rosarena, for example. People are saying he's having a bad season because he's not hitting enough home runs and his slugging percentage isn't that high. That's where the argument now is with baseball. I'm an old-school fan. I thought on-base percentage was overrated. Now I'm a huge fan of on-base percentage, and I think slugging is absolutely overrated. I think a lot of teams, I mean, OPS is a decent stat too. Because, I mean, that takes on-base percentage into account. But then it also kind of overvalues. Like, Joey Gallo is probably really high up there in OPS. He gets on base a lot. And he obviously has great slugging percentage. So you have to take them with a grain of salt. And, yeah, I, I don't – yeah, that's weird. I, I'm actually kind of stunned that on-base percentage is down this year. For with a lot of good hitters, too. And we, we've talked about this for years, Super like Javi Baez. Yep. He's been one of the – what is, like, the best hitting shortstop in this last decade in – his on-base percentage every year is pretty low. It's yeah, pretty bad. Exactly. Yeah, there's a. And I just looked up. I was gonna say I looked up an interesting stat here of, of on-base percentage. Um, so the last time it was that low was was 1972, and the average runs per game in that year was was 3.69, almost a run lower than it is this year. So I think that again correlates with the with the just the home runs and just worrying about that too much now. What what year was that? Nineteen seventy two was the last time it was. Oh okay. Because I was like, 11. when did they lower the mound? But I think that was in the sixties, right? Yeah, nineteen sixty five was the other year. Nineteen sixty eight. Yeah. So, that's um, I mean, that's concerning, and I bet MLB might be thinking about making some rule changes because of if this continues, it's only May, and you know, Robert mentioned the weather. Usually, offensive stats are lower in the first two months of the season because. Mm-hmm colder air the ball doesn't travel as far in colder air and it doesn't it, far, it travels farther in the summer with humid air um especially you know in the midwest and so we'll have to see if this continues being a trend but it's just very worrying and uh i don't know i don't know if you guys have any like casual baseball fans who have noticed but i mean I, we've talked we don't mind it but it's just uh i'm i'm just concerned i i hope that one rob manfred doesn't go too far doesn't change the game too much like moving the mound back would be a huge change two i hope we don't lose a lot of viewers this year just because um you know lack of offense means lack of interest yeah you and here's something that's really interesting to me the white Sox led the american league in home runs last year right and they are 28th in baseball this year in home runs that is 
an anomaly right now in baseball. They're not hitting home runs, and they're scoring a ton of runs. They have been outstanding lately in scoring runs. The White Sox are doing it completely differently. They have the best team with two strikes in baseball batting average-wise, thanks to probably Nicky Madrigal, as he's probably the best two-strike hitter in baseball. This is just crazy to me that they're in first place because they're not hitting home runs. That's something that is not in baseball right now. You look at the Giants, they're like 10th or 12th in home runs. They're, I mean, the Yankees are 500-plus because of home runs. The Dodgers were first in home runs in 2020, and they're still in it. So a lot of teams are still going with their philosophy of, we're going to hit home runs, and we're going to beat you that way. But a team like the White Sox have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, starting-wise ERA. They are dominating, and they're not even hitting home runs. Imagine when this team starts hitting home runs, what they can do to a team. Yeah, they've yeah. been their offense has been going off too lately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that I mean that, that I think that's a big thing. Just two strike approach, um, just contact. We talked about. I was I was looking at I was trying to figure out looking up a, trying to find a, a correlation with contact, um, in the offense. But uh, there there wasn't really enough there to really make a difference. But there was an interesting thing that uh, since 2017, every World Series winner was in the top five in contact rate. Um, Los Angeles was fifth last year. Washington was second. Boston third, and Houston was first. Um, and I think we've always seen that. We've always seen that you just have to put the ball in play in the in the playoffs. Um, it's it seems like it's different in the in the regular season, but it's just in the playoffs. It it matters so much more to put the ball in play, make contact. And you'd think that would almost make a make a difference in the regular season and seeing these teams that are winning by not necessarily hitting the long balls. A lot of these obviously teams have good offenses in general, but Putting the ball in play, making, putting—I mean, we've always heard it—putting pressure on the defense to make a play. Um, you think that that would shift a little bit, but uh, it seems like we're just getting more entrenched in the 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 home runs, the launch angle, and 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 driving down offense to to almost get the excitement in there. Yeah, and no, Robert, that's like been your age-old adage too about teams in the postseason that hit homers usually don't do well. And probably part of the reason why the Twins haven't won a playoff game in 15 years is because they've always had a lot of homer-happy teams. Um, hey, look at the Yankees. They haven't been in the World Series in 11 years, and it's a home run. I mean, I'm not saying they don't have balance in that lineup, but it is so home run happy, and they try and play to their ballpark to hit home runs even in the postseason. And they haven't gotten to the World Series because of it. Yeah, I mean, they've had some balanced teams over the years, like DJ LeMayu has has. He's kind of been that steadying force in there, but you talk about like Judge Stanton and Gary Sanchez and Torres. Those are some Homer happy players. Isn't Judge? He's on the IL now, but or is he on the IL or whatever he is? He he was like one for twenty eight with like yeah, seventeen strikeouts. Yeah, he yeah, he's in that. a big slump, and he's getting exposed to changeups inside, and then of course his sliders away. That's there. There's now a real big scouting report I think on Judge where he's struggling against changeups. Yeah, he struggled against the curveball a few years ago, I remember, too. And he adjusted, so we'll see if he adjusted this one. But Stanton's been out hitting Judge, Robert, so. It happens. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it happens. It does it's a long, happen. It's a long season. Everyone gets hot at weird times, and you just never know what's going to happen. Some guys get hot months. Sometimes they're not so hot. You know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Sure. But, I mean, look, I, the Twins, I know a lot of people are really wondering what's going on with them right now. It really it goes back to the hitting philosophy. I think it's it's not just Rocco's decisions. It's the philosophy. We're hitting home runs, and that's all we care about. 
And the White Sox, mm-hmm. they've adjusted this year. They said, we're going to not just hit home runs. We're going to worry about two-strike approach. They're one of the best teams at not striking out in baseball either, which is super surprising for a home run happy team last year. They totally changed their hitting philosophy. And I don't know if that has to do with maybe a little bit of glimpse of Tony La Russa being an old school guy coming over there. It's, I have no idea. You know, I don't know. But what I'm saying is definitely something has changed in that clubhouse where they said we're not just going to hit home runs. Because look at their best player of last year, the MVP, Jose Abreu. He is awful this year. He has no good counting stats besides six home runs. He's hitting 206. He has no on-base percentage. His slugging's not that good. And it's amazing that, like I said, the White Sox are where they're at without their MVP right now. They don't have mm-hmm. Luis Robert. Aloy Jimenez, you can say whatever you want about him. He's not there. But Jose Abreu, the run-producing monster, is not having a great season right now. That's amazing that the Sox are doing it with two strikes and great pitching. That sounds like a postseason team. I wonder if someone's tracks choke-up percentage this year. Um, I, I, did want, I do really th- enjoy the, uh, the White Sox because they have such a good two-strike approach. But it's interesting because you look at Yerman Mercedes – a perfect example of of what he does during an at bat. Um, the first, usually the, the first or second pitch, he has that big leg kick, and then after that, it's he barely barely moves. And we see other we we've seen a lot of guys starting to do that, but it's almost like their last year it was a swing, a swing, a swing, a swing, strikeout. But now it's like, okay, I'll take my cut, but now I'm gonna I'm not gonna take a big cut on a curveball because I I know that's coming. I'm gonna sit back a little bit more. I'm not gonna take a a high leg kick, and I think that's that's going to help out a lot, whether that's that's going to be a trend. But just seeing a guy like Yerman Mercedes comes up and maybe he's going to buck the trend with, with how people are swinging and how people are approaching at-bats again. But, I mean, the that is a huge thing for the White Sox to kind of drop that identity and pick up a new thing like that so quickly. And do you think a hitter like him influences a team like the White Sox and that could also be a reason why they're doing what they're doing? I mean, look at Miguel Cabrera with the Tigers when J.D. Martinez was there. A couple other guys, you know, they changed their hitting philosophies and listened to a guy like Miguel Cabrera. Do you think that mm-hmm. maybe some of these younger guys are saying, hey, we're not your mean Mercedes, but we can definitely change our approach a little bit and not just hit home runs? Do you think it's very mm-hmm. possible that a player like him has very influenced this lineup? Well, it's going to be something we're going to be watching all year and uh, probably bring it back if it continues to be an issue. But that was a good discussion, boys. I think uh, the state of baseball today is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Um, maybe perhaps you know the second the third dead ball era as they might call it because they had the second dead ball era in the 60s when they lowered the mound and the first one was obviously before the 1920s so we might have some rule changes on the horizon and we'll have to to keep an eye out for that um well thanks for tuning in everybody make sure to follow along for the whole season we'll be here we're on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play music wherever you get your podcasts you can find us make sure to follow us on social media at stitches pod on facebook and twitter our email is thesitchespodcast at gmail.com. We want to know, what do you think about the uh, state of offense in baseball today? Send us your comments at thesitchespodcast at gmail.com. All right, we'll talk to you all next week. Talk to you boys later. 